Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on Monday, January 4th. Um, So we'll get back into, we've kind of been on vacation a little bit, and I've been taking it easy and uh, just kind of spottily coming to you with a few podcasts. I think we'll get back into our daily Monday through Friday podcast this week. For those new to this podcast, who on earth is this character talking to you? Uh, My name is Joe Zenk. I am the lay pastoral uh, leader of three Catholic parishes in the Diocese of Green Bay, three rural parishes uh, in Kiel, New Holstein, and St. Anna. And every Monday through Friday, I uh, try to read the gospel and uh, break it open by sharing a few thoughts on it and uh, pray a decade of the rosary. So I've uh, been doing it since the pandemic began, began so it was uh, late March. And last Thursday, when uh, I came to you and we did the, um, the podcast then, I didn't realize it at the time, but after I put it together, that was my 200th episode. So we are on episode 201. And what I think I'll do this year is continue uh, doing a daily podcast Monday through Friday, mostly focusing on the gospel, uh, because I think that is just where we meet Christ and and um, most beautifully within Scripture and uh, and break that open. But because we'll often hear the same stories, and the truth is I'm not that smart and I don't have new things to say all the time, it's very possible sometimes I might focus on what uh, may be happening within the church. Maybe I'll focus on uh, a saint, and maybe I'll focus on uh, the first reading, uh, which oftentimes uh, can be a letter from Paul or uh, or an Old Testament story or, or uh, what's going on there. So uh, I just kind of give myself, if you're okay with that, a little bit of leeway as to where it goes, um, but just focusing on, hey, where is the Spirit now? Where is Christ now? What is the Holy Spirit inviting us to? Today we're going to go over the gospel, though. Um, many people believe that the Christmas season ends with the Feast of Epiphany, uh, which was yesterday on Sunday, January 3rd. Uh, you know, generally that 12 days of Christmas idea from Christmas to Epiphany um, is uh, the Christmas season. But no, the, the Christmas season does not end with the Feast of the Epiphany. It actually ends this coming Sunday with the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. And so while we have focused since the birth of Christ on the 25th, a lot of the infancy narratives and what happened afterward, um, the, the coming of the Magi, uh, the presentation of the temple, you know, we celebrated that with the Feast of the Holy Family, all these things. Um, now what we're going to see is more the beginnings of the adulthood and the beginnings of the mission of Jesus. Uh, and we do that because, brothers and sisters, and I think it's the brilliance of the church, that we are Uh, Christ is born in us for mission. Uh, We are, well, in in the baptism of Christ, it it effectively speaks to us of our own baptism, of course. And that is where the birth, that seed is planted within us, and it is planted so we bring it out into the world. Not only in word only, 
in, we bring it out into the world too, along with God, to participate in the creation of, of God's reign here on earth. Uh, it's, it's no accident that the first words of Jesus are, the kingdom of God is near, repent. The kingdom of God is near, it is now, it is happening here. It, it, it does not wait uh, upon our death but that the spirit is alive and active and we must say yes to that to the extent that that birth has happened within us that God continues to be born in the world, that that is the end game of the birthing. Uh, It doesn't just stay in infancy, wonderful, cute, theologically deep stories, but that it happens in the now and, and the baptism of Christ symbolizing our baptism to something new, to dying to self and, and living to Christ. Boy, that was a long introduction. I mean, that was like five minutes of introduction before we get to the gospel. If you're new to this, usually we get to the gospel within the first minute. So here's where we go. Today we are going to, and, and, and you'll see the effects of what I'm saying here, uh, now that we've reached the epiphany and we are aiming toward the baptism of the Lord. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 to 17 and 23 to 25. So Matthew 4, 12 to 17, 23 to 25. Also, if I have time and I don't speak too much, we're going to talk about a feast day today, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. So let's uh, break open God's Word. We're reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. His fame spread to all of Syria, and they brought to him all who were sick with various diseases and racked with pain, those who were possessed, lunatics and paralytics, and he cured them. And great crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan, followed him. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I guess I gave most of my reflection before reading this gospel, because that's exactly what we're talking about. Brothers and sisters, Christ is born within us. Because that's what we celebrate, right? At, at, at Christmas, we don't just celebrate, and, we, and you know this, I know you already know this, but we don't just celebrate the anniversary of something that happened 2,000 years ago, although we do that. We celebrate God breaking into this reality in a new and more full way in Christ 2,000 years ago. Yes, we do celebrate that. But we celebrate Christ breaking through now into this reality, even now within our hearts, individually, within the church, collectively, within the world at large. And we also 
look forward to that coming at the end of time, that we are moving towards something, that this isn't just indiscriminate, but we are moving toward an end, that birth of, of the fullness of the kingdom, of the new Jerusalem, the new heaven and the new earth at the end of time. And so we do celebrate that we live in that place. I often use that, that idea of Holy Saturday, that in-between, between the now and the not yet. But yes, Christ continues to be born. And we, brothers and sisters, in fruits of that birth, move forward within our baptism in the same way of Christ, and encapsulated in this wonderful reading, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is now. And again, repent just doesn't mean that, that we own up to our sinfulness, although that is all part of it. Oh, of course it is. Of, of, of being brave enough, courageous enough, and, and honest enough to name the reality uh, of our own beings, what's going on within us. But it is that idea that we are open to change, to turning around. That's what repent means. Turn around. Think, think differently than, than the world would think. Brothers and sisters, we must, we must present something different than the world. Or, or what is it we present as, as brothers and sisters uh, of Jesus Christ? Co-heirs, as Paul would tell us. So what did that kingdom of heaven look like for, for him? He, Jesus went around all of Galilee. Remember, he moved from Nazareth, which is in Galilee, to Capernaum at the southern end of the Sea of Galilee teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. So we are called to teach and to proclaim and preach, but also curing every disease and illness among them. His fame spread to Syria, which is north of Israel, by the way. It spread beyond the Jordan, which is an, it, and in the Decapolis. That's not Israel territory, but also Jerusalem, Judea, Galilee, all those with various diseases and racked with pain, those possessed lunatics, paralytics, came to him and he cured them. Brothers and sisters, those are, there are people all around us with diseases of some kind or another, racked with pain. Whatever that pain may be, we all encounter it, right? the pain of loss, of grief, the shame we carry with us, the pain of, of loss of, of abilities, of, of age as I, as I age in my life, the loss of a relationship, divorce, the loss of of a dream. Brothers and sisters, people are racked with pain. Our world is racked with pain. How do we not only preach and teach the gospel, because we're called to, but how do we ease the suffering of those around us? Those would all be ways that, that we help. Again, it's not our work. We only participate in it. But that we assist the Spirit in the building up of the kingdom, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand now, that Christ continues to be born, not only in our hearts, but in our world and in the world around us. That is what the birth is for. 
And that is what we in this Christmas season continue to celebrate. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Elizabeth Ann Seton is a marvelous story and, and truly one of the, the foundations, uh, if I can say that, of the American church. Born, brothers and sisters, and I'll, I'll just do terribly, she deserves far more than I'm going to say and, and invite you to, to look her up. A woman in, born in New York, a daughter of the American Revolution, truly, she was born two, two years before the Declaration of Independence, 1774, born in high society in New York. And at the age of 19, um, well, she knew loss, by the way, early in her life. She lost her mother at the age of three, a uh, younger sister at the age of four. Her father was a very good man, not a church man, by the way. Um, she was raised Episcopalian. Uh, he really didn't want much to do with the church, but he taught her how to serve humanity and love humanity. And at the age of 19, she was the belle of New York and married a gentleman, last name of Seton, couldn't tell you his first. And together they had five children. But by the age of 30, uh, he was a wealthy businessman. By the age of 30, he was broke and he died of tuberculosis. So she was a widow with five young children and uh, penniless. But upon one of their visits to Italy, uh, when he, the, the husband was still alive and, and looking to be cured, she saw how Catholicism worked and fell in love with it. And so at the age of 31, after her husband had passed, she became a Catholic. And what did she love about Catholicism? She loved the idea of the, the real presence that Christ was present in the Eucharist. And she gave the rest of her life to it, by the way. That, that was one of her driving forces and, and, and held her close to, to the church and close to, to God. Uh, she loved the fact of the devotion to the Blessed Mother, and she loved the fact that they could trace the lineage of the church, of the apostles, all the way back to the apostolic age, um, particularly the primacy of Peter, the Pope, the papacy. Those things invited her to become Catholic at the age of 31. In doing this, remember, she was part of high society. She was disowned by many of her friends, uh, even family members. She moved down to Baltimore. And in an effort to keep, uh, to, to school her children, she created the first parish school, the first Catholic school in our country. Not only did this woman do that, uh, she created the first religious community, the first female religious community, maybe the first religious community. I don't know if there was a, a community of men uh, that was started earlier. So I'll say it was the first religious community in our country, the Sisters of Charity. Not only did she do that, she created the first Catholic orphanage in our country. <laughs> this woman, not born Catholic, didn't become Catholic till the age of 31, died, by the way, at the age of 46, only 15 years Catholic, created the first Catholic school, the first religious community, the first Catholic or uh, orphanage. Yeah, yeah, she's a foundation. This woman, again, was... was in love with the Eucharist and in love with the will of God over her own will and, uh, and said yes to that. And we see the fruits of that life in only 15 years. We praise and thank God for St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, the first American-born saint 
uh, to be beatified and canonized. St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, pray for us. Normally I try to keep these to 15 minutes. I'm already at about 16, but let's pray a decade of the rosary. And so I'll try to keep them a little shorter. I've been getting longer, I think, just around the feast days. But um, I'll try to shorten them up for you again here. But let's pray. Uh, We were luminous last week, even though we only did a a few of them. Uh, So that means let's go into the, the sorrowful. Name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The first sorrowful mystery, the agony in the garden. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, blessings to you this week, this week between the Epiphany and the Baptism. May God, God's Spirit, that seed of the Spirit, continue to grow within you. We'll see you tomorrow.